Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the Firetime Podcast. I am excited to be here and cannot wait to jump into this episode. Now, I outlined it in last week's premiere of Season 3 that the following seven episodes are going to be a deep dive on the seven steps of the retail sales process. And a lot of people have asked, you know, why are we going to be taking such a deep dive, especially on something so simple like today's topic, for instance, is greeting. And we'll get into why, but, but the short version is that the way you greet a customer is so important for setting the trajectory of how the sale is going to go. And this is something that if you mess it up, it is really hard to come back from. Well, before we get started with the episode, there's one thing that I want to fill you guys in on, and that is that I'm going to be headed to Arizona on September 28th with my good friend and guest of this show, Grant Falco, and we're actually going to be tag teaming the Arizona HPBA's annual conference this year, and I cannot wait. If you're anywhere near Phoenix, Arizona, you need to try to get down there on September 28th. You can go to azhpba.org for info, but we're going to be talking about sales, about leadership, about social media, and me and Grant are actually going to be teaching about five different courses, and a lot of them are going to be together, and I'm just, I'm so excited for this because Grant runs an incredible business. He's got some amazing insight, and it's just going to be awesome getting to share the stage with him and provide you guys with some content that you can take to grow your business right away. Now, with all that said, I cannot wait to dive into this episode with this guest. So we're going to be talking about greeting. And this is one of those things where a lot of people are like, so step one in your sales process is greeting? And my answer is like, well, yeah, because no one thinks about this. If you think about the average experience in a hearth store, I mean, I've done a fair amount of secret shopping and very often what happens if you're in the off season is you go into the store and there's someone playing solitaire on the computer and their feet are often even up on the desk and they kind of glance at you and say, hey there, you can just look around. Let me, let me know if you need anything. And, and that's not a customer experience that you want. It doesn't make you feel engaged. It doesn't make you feel like they want to help you, like they want to sell to you. And that's why the greeting is so important. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk with my friend Jeff Hanel about some of the insights he's given me about the customer greeting process and how you can actually use that to set their trajectory of the entire sale. So what we're going to do is me and Jeff are going to have a conversation here. And after that, I'm going to circle back and talk a little bit more about the specifics of greeting. If you can take and implement these things with your team, it's going to make a huge difference and it's going to set you apart from everybody else that's out there. One of the things that I think about a lot in sales is I want to try to win the games that no one else knows they're playing. And very often, people don't think they're on the playing field until they're actually in front of a fireplace talking with a customer about the features and the benefits of it. But the truth is, you're on the playing field the second that someone walks into your showroom, and it's worth thinking about and practicing that initial greeting, because it's the tried and true saying, but you only get one chance to make a first impression. So with all that said, I'm excited for you to hear this interview. We will circle back at the end and do a little bit deeper dive on the specifics of a greeting process. Joining me from Minneapolis, Minnesota is the new construction sales manager of the Outdoor Great Rooms Company. I'm joined by Jeff Hanel. What's up, man? How you doing? 
Hey, doing great, Tim. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's just a, it's a, an honor and a blessing to be a part of your show today. Oh yeah, Jeff. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. I mean, this is the kickoff to season three. So this is a big deal. You got a lot to live up to. I, I do. I listened to a couple of your past podcasts and especially uh, most recently here, Corey Dupay. I got the big, big shoes to fill for sure. Yeah. Corey did a good job. Well, Jeff, we've known each other for a number of years and you've actually had an amazing career in the hearth industry. Can you just fill our audience in on what your journey has been like so far? Yeah, happy to. And it has been a magical journey for me. I've been in the industry for almost 28 years now, and I got into the industry the old-fashioned way. I married into it. (laughs) You and me got something in common. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, you know, back in uh, the the late 80s, early 90s, I I dated uh, my wife, Becky, who uh, happened to be the daughter of the Shimmick family, Ron Shimmick. So, um, shortly after that, we got married. And, and when you marry into the Shimmick family, uh, you marry the Shimmick family, you marry the <laughs> Hebrew business. And so it didn't take long for me to, to, to start in that industry. And it, it's been a great ride since. But, you know, one thing just to give you a perspective on 1991, when I started, um, the first job I had to, and I don't know if I've told you this, but uh, it, I was punching burners in the, in the factory. And back then it was all tube burners. There were no oh, yeah. burners or, or, or log burners or anything like that. And we were literally punching one hole at a time. Oh and my when gosh. We, when we really got fancy, we'd turn it and we'd, we'd put two holes side by side when we needed a little bit more flame. But uh, <laughs> that gives you perspective as to how long ago that was. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's been a good journey. And since, uh, since then, um, had several different roles at Heat and Glow, and uh, obviously Heat and Glow was purchased back in uh, I think it was like ninety ninety six or so by the Han Group, and um, continued that, that journey with uh, with Hearth and Home Technologies, and had an opportunity to just work alongside uh, and with and, and underneath some very very uh, influential people and just legends in our industry, and yeah. I just feel blessed uh, blessed to be a part of that journey. And Jeff, you recently transitioned from HHT to the Outdoor Great Rooms Company. What's that been like? It's definitely a different business. So uh, with Hearth and Home Technologies, obviously we had all the resources in the world and still great people to work with and um, good processes and things like that. But moving to a smaller business, there's a, you know, there's, a, there's a lot more to do and we don't have all the processes in places. And that's one of the things that really drove me to the Outdoor Great Room Company is that I just feel like they have a really good back wheel right now and the future is really good for the Outdoor Great Room Company. Yeah, and that's awesome you jumped on board because you know, you talked about how you're kind of like developing their new construction sales channel. And even though you're a sales guy traditionally, I feel like you've got some marketing chops because I've heard through the grapevine that you are actually the one that created the idea for Heat and Glow's fire brick display. Like they got those little fire brick handheld displays and metal displays for their gas inserts. That was you that came up with that, wasn't it? Yeah, Tim, I can't take all the credit for that fire brick display. I mean, there are a lot smarter people than me, Dave Lyons, and of course, Ron and Dan Shimmick that uh, created the fire brick line. And um, we all felt it was a good idea to have a miniature display of that uh, firebrick firebox to bring and show dealers uh, throughout the country. But uh, what I was able to do is help bring some of the characteristics of that firebrick to light. Uh, I totally agree. And, you know, we sell some heat and glow here. And I feel like that's perfect because it takes a, a complex technology and it makes it so simple. When you, when you hand the two uh, displays to the customer, one of them's a, a you know, a thin metal box and one of them is this thick fire brick and you and you just say hey which one of these do you feel like is going to be better insulated which one's going to be more heavy duty for your home especially if you hand it to the wife i mean she looks at her husband and she's like we want the fire brick <laughs> you're absolutely right and i love your term and, and i've used this several times stupidly simple and uh it's it it does definitely put it in that context yeah well jeff the reason i wanted to have you on today is 
to talk about building rapport with a customer. And I mean, we met, I don't know when, six and a half years ago when I came on yes. at Fireside and you were our sales rep for years and years and years. And I've appreciated, number one, just our relationship and dynamic. We've been able to hang out a whole bunch, which is great. But I've actually seen you get super close with your customers to the point of becoming like family friends with them. You know, I want to ask you, number one, why has it been so important to build that rapport? And how was it that you were able to build relationships like that? Well, yeah, a couple things there, Tim. First and foremost, I feel real strong. Like you have to like what you're doing. And in order to like what you're doing, a big part of, of that is enjoying the people that you work with. So I really tried hard to invest in those people and, you know, have them invest in my life as well. And it just makes going to work every day a lot more enjoyable when you get to know people on a personal level. And of course, when, when you do that, um, you know, all the, all the other benefits uh, flow from there, whether, you know, whether they're, you know, they trust you a little bit more, they're more willing to take one your ideas and run with it, things like that. But truth be told, I was super blessed over the last five and a half years that most of my customers had just amazing cultures. And so that you, it didn't matter where I went to, the culture was such that they were always welcoming and inviting and, and they were as personable as I tried to be. And it just made my job really, really easy. People really buy from people. You know, if you're comfortable and trusting uh, as a salesperson, they're more likely to consider your product next time they have an opportunity. Jeff, one thing that I want to talk about, and this is getting really, really practical for folks who either have a retail store or they work with retail customers, is I want to talk about the greeting process of this. And and the reason why is about four years ago, we were having a conversation about this and, and it, it was really profound. And you said something to me that just, it changed the course of kind of how I look at the foundation of our sales process. I don't even know if you realize how profound this conversation was for me, but it, it really was. So the greeting is one of those things that, you know, your average heart store, what happens when you walk in, you know, someone's like, how are you doing? Be with you in a minute. You know, and that's basic, and that's basically it. I would say that, no businesses out there actually think intentionally about their greeting process. They don't work on it. They don't craft it. I shouldn't say no businesses, but most businesses. So about four years ago, you asked me and you said, Tim, what's your greeting process like? And I was like, oh, well, you know, we try to, we try to, you know, say hi to the customer, maybe small talk a little bit. And, and you kind of pushed on me and you said, well, you know, what if we actually put together a greeting? And, and as part of this, you gave me a question that I think is the million dollar question in greeting a customer. And it's this, is this your first time in the showroom? The psychology of this is amazing. And I want to, I want to dive into that, but how did, how did you come up with that question? Well, you know, I, I've always been one to avoid conflict. I don't like being in threatening positions, and I, I know most people don't either. And and I think that's one of those questions that is really non-threatening to a consumer when they walk through the door, and it really you know opens them up in a very easy way to have a conversation. And the thing that I like most about the question is, it doesn't matter what the response is, it's going to generate further conversation. Yeah, you're right. And I think that what's so brilliant about it is that. You know, if a customer walks in, the first thing you say, hey there, how you doing today? And they say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? And maybe you walk up and you introduce yourself. Well, my name's Tim. You know, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here today. And maybe they, they say, well, hey, my name's Jeff or my name's Joe or whatever it is. And you look at them and you say, well, we really appreciate you coming in today. Is this your first time in the showroom? You're right. It is. It's so non-threatening. But Jeff, I want to ask you, what does the answer to that question give you? Well, it tells you that if this is their first time in there, the, the natural response for you is, oh, well, well, welcome. You know, how did you hear about us? 
And that opens up the question again to, um, you know, how did they hear about you? Is your marketing, is your advertising working? And also, if they're coming in as a couple, uh, look, to, look to see who answered that question. Because that can sometimes tell you who potentially the decision maker might be or the person you want to be talking to related to that. Yeah. What I've loved with this, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when a customer walks in, the order of events should be something like you greet them. You say, hey, how you doing today? And they'll say, you know, oh, I'm doing great. And you walk up and you always introduce yourself with a handshake. Hey, well, my name's Tim. I'm, I'm really happy to help you guys today. Is this your first time into the showroom? It's totally disarming. But if they say, yes, our first time in the showroom. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks for finding us. How, how was it that you heard about us? Right there, that tells you, is my marketing working? And what dealers yep. should be doing is take that response and have a clipboard right up front that checks the box of they heard about us through you know Facebook or TV or print or radio or a referral and you know log that information because this is how you find out if your marketing is working. But then the beauty of that is that if they say, like, like you were just talking about, if they say, well, yeah, we've been in here before, that's awesome because you already know that they're working with someone. They've looked at a product. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can say, oh, that's awesome. You know, Do you know who you're working with? What product were you, were you taking a look at? We can just jump right back in and help you. And this clarifies the direction of the conversation in such an amazing way. And I, I think that at a lot of companies, they'll try to pry the marketing information out of you. Like, now, did you find us on Google or did you find a TV ad? And it feels like they're prying to get information from you. And I'm like, right. but when you say... Oh, is this your first time in here? It's but you're right. Non-threatening is the is the perfect description. And then the follow-up of, oh man, that's awesome. Thanks for coming in. How was it that you heard about us? It's the most disarming way to make the customer feel really good that you're appreciating they came in and you get that marketing intel. Exactly. You're getting that information as as through the conversation and not through a process. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It's through a conversation and not a process. So let's think about this because you've seen a lot of fireplace stores. And actually, you texted me a great picture the other day. I don't even know what city you were in. I probably shouldn't even say. But you texted me a picture of a hearth shop that had like a chained up like Rottweiler in front of the door. And a lot of hearth dealerships don't think about the way that they greet customers, like with the way that their the front of their showroom looks, with the way that their salespeople, you know, look and talk when they're in, when they're in the in in the showroom floor. So what would you be looking at from a retail perspective if you were a customer walking into a store? Well, you know, we're all consumers of different products. And the thing that I look for is really acknowledgement. And unfortunately, I think that's the, that's the number one thing that businesses fail to do is just acknowledge that you're there right away. And it's, it's surprisingly that uh, that's the case because it's probably the simplest thing to do in the entire sales process. I mean, how many times have you found yourself just walking around in the showroom and no one's even acknowledged that you were in the showroom? And it's, it's, it's frustrating. Oh man, I, I secret shop all the time, and I was up in a large city recently with a with a big multi chain store that sells fireplaces, and I was in there, and it I mean there was no one in the store, and it probably took me four and a half five minutes before somebody even came and said hi, and they were just totally disinterested to help me, and that blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, and to the point where you know I've walked out several times after uh, after walking through a showroom for five minutes without anyone talking to you. So why do you why do you think so in our industry? I, I feel like. You know, there's some businesses that do this really well, but but most companies don't. If we're being really honest, most companies don't think about the way that they greet customers. They don't have a have a have a process or like a workflow that they go through when a customer walks in the store. And because of that, a lot of people get turned off. I can think of a lot of situations where this has happened. Why do you think that's become the norm in our industry? 
Yeah, it's it, that's a great question. And I think some of it has to do with the kind of the makeup of our industry. There's certainly a lot of uh, mom pop type dealers out there. And if you think about it back, uh, you know, back 20 years ago, those uh, you know, those folks were starting their businesses and a lot of them started their business because they're really good at installing. They're really good at servicing. They're really good at the technical side of that. And they really had to transition into being more front wheel type people. Yeah. And it's not it's not always easy for them. And so and they don't think of that as a process like they they think of the the process of uh, of installation and service. So it, it, it becomes a little bit challenging, even though it's likely one of the easiest or in your term, stupidly simple things that you can do for your business. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, one thing I think about, I don't, I don't think I've told the story in the podcast, but probably, I don't know, eight, nine months ago, we got a car. I was, you know, doing a lot of traveling to Seattle. I wanted to get a car with a little better gas mileage. And so we're, we're looking around and we ended up going into CarMax. And I was shocked when I walked into CarMax because you think about, you know, I don't buy a car very often. It's a high dollar purchase. And like, I'm not a car guy. I kind of loosely know what I want, but I could probably get taken advantage of. And so I keep thinking in the back of my head, like, man, are they going to take advantage of me? Is this their best price? You know, all these things are in my head. I walk into CarMax and I see like, it's this big, like open lobby concept. And I see hundreds of cars in the lot behind them. What was so amazing is the person at the front desk called over to me and they said, Hey, how are you doing today? And I walked over and I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And they said, oh, well, my name's, you know, such and such. They shook my hand and they said, have you ever been to CarMax before? And I said, you know, no, I haven't. And they said, you know, buying a car that's pre-owned can be a huge hassle. You, you never know if, if you're getting the right price or if they're pulling the wool over your eyes. So let me tell you about what we do here at CarMax. Number one, we're going to have you talk to a, a representative here that's going to work with you to try to understand what the best solution for you is going to be. Next is we'll take you out to the lot. We'll show you all of our different cars. And finally, all of our final prices are posted. If that sounds good, if you want to have a seat, I'll get you in touch with a representative. And I'm, I'm telling you, like that made me feel so at ease. I, I, I knew the psychology of what they were doing. It still worked. Outstanding. And it sounds like that person was real genuine and that they were almost, they, they were so bought into the whole process that it was really, they were doing it unconsciously. They did, probably didn't even know that they were, they were following that process because they were just so interested in you. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and I think that, that that's what we have to, to try to get to. Because again, you know, people buy fireplaces like once every 20 years. You know, our, our friend Tim Rethlick says it's like buying a wedding <laughs> dress. You do it once, maybe twice, and you don't want to make a mistake. And Love it. And so when they're coming into the showroom, this is a high dollar purchase. I mean, probably minimum four or five grand or, or, or you know, significantly more even. And so they're nervous and they're thinking, wait, what is this business? You know, am I going to get taken advantage of? Am I going to know anything? And they walk in and they're always kind of nervous. And you get those people that are like, oh, we're, we're just looking around. Don't, you know, don't worry about us. But what if you could greet customers with that same type of mentality that I was greeted at at CarMax? I think that we'd probably win a lot more sales because the instant rapport and trust that it builds. Exactly. And, and your, your thought pattern of being instant rapport, and that's so important because uh, the, the greeting is the first step in the sales process. And just like other things in life, that first impression is so important. And to get off to a right start is super important. So, you know, you can, you can use a sports analogy. You know, those that score first are typically the ones that uh, will end up winning the game. Or the one that I like to think about most often is I do a little bit of public speaking and that first two or three minutes of that speech or that uh, that presentation is critical. If I fail in that first two or three minutes, the, the confidence is gone and it just feels like the rest of the presentation goes south. But if I really spend some time and really work hard on that initial first two or three minutes, the rest of the presentation seems to fly. And it's because I, it, you know, I think you're purposefully prepared for it. You've uh, you've built rapport and confidence with your customer and the rest of it just kind of flows from there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. And I'll tell you a funny story because I, I, I'm telling you know the hearth dealers that are listening to this, if you ask that question, is this your first time in here? And then the follow-up is, hey, that's awesome. We really appreciate it. How'd you hear about us? You're going to get so much intel in your marketing. And this isn't you know giving away the farm or anything like that. We, we literally just keep a clipboard at the front desk where we just mark how many customers came in, you know, what product did they look at, and 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 how do they hear about us? And we do this with all of our retail customers. You know, it's not a perfect system. There's some human error to it, but the data that we get is unbelievable because we know, I mean, you know, even if you have like a 10-15%, you know, variability, you, you know how people are coming in and you know which marketing is working. And recently, there was someone that was uh trying to sell us some radio. And in the past, we've messed around with with different parts of radio and uh I was able to use the data that we had collected to say, hey, you know, we either need to do something else or we got to get a lot better price for this. And the radio person was just stunned. I don't think they'd ever had anybody that had actually been able to check their numbers and be able to come back to them and say, well, you know, we, we tried this and it's been okay, but it's not living up to how our marketing should be based on other spends. So we can either spend less or we're going to cut it out. Great. Great example of speaking with data and how just, uh, that knowledge is powerful. Yeah. Now, another thing is this might have been the HPBA from a couple of years ago, or I don't know if it's Hearth and Home Technologies, but there's a big study that was done. And what's what's been determined is that the average amount of times a retail customer goes into a Hearth store is like 1.4 times before making a purchase, maybe 1.3. But it's, it's right around there before making a purchase. So based on this question, if you ask a customer, is this your first time in the showroom? And they say, yes, here's what I tell my team. That, that means if they walk out that door, they're not coming back. What it also exactly. means is if they say, yeah, we've been in here before, what's that tell us? It means that they're coming back because they want to buy. Well, you're bang on. First of all, I, I can remember 20 years ago where that number was probably double or triple that. Um, but today, uh, you're almost like you're asking the question you already know the answer to because the, the large majority of the time, as you said, they have not been in your showroom before. And so it makes that question real easy because you likely already know the answer. Yeah. And, and I think that so often, I, actually, I was just in, um, I was in Toronto, Canada last week and went to a fireplace store. I was just asking them how things are going. And they said, well, you know, fireplaces are a cell that can be a little bit tougher than some of our other products because we generally find that a customer that buys from us needs to come in five or six times before buying. Wow. And, and I thought about that, and, it, and it, it made me think that there's probably a lot of business slipping through the cracks, because if, if you're only selling to the people that are coming in five to six times, you know, what, what we're finding, and, and as I'm kind of going around the country a little bit talking to businesses, it, it really is under two. And, and, and I really think that if you let a customer walk out the door without getting any contact information, an email address, a, a, you know, a phone number, something to get back in touch with them you cannot ever count on that customer coming back because what happens most of the time is that you're going to do 75% of the education, not get any information from them, and they're going to take that information and go buy from somebody else because they have no connection with your brand. You're absolutely right. So one thing I'd like to ask you as we're getting ready to close out here, what do you think most hearth companies miss about this idea of greeting, first impression, and building rapport? Yeah, and as I mentioned before, I think a lot of it is just that initial acknowledgement and just making sure that you're acknowledging that people are in the door. And just, um, you know, I think uh, in your last episode with Corey, he just talked about being a friend. How would you greet a friend yeah. uh, if someone walked in the door? And just uh, make sure that you greet them purposefully as a friend. Practice it. 
And so you've talked about a couple techniques, a couple strategies, a couple key lines that you can use. Those are things that you can't just rely on flowing out of your mouth. You have to you have to practice those a little bit. And I also think that in in most businesses, it's a culture. And so you've talked about your CarMax experience. I had a, a similar experience just yesterday. I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was calling on a, a very large hearth distributor in Dallas, Texas with a beautiful showroom. And their showroom was such where they had all their salespeople kind of scattered at desks throughout the showroom, but you couldn't really see one desk from, from the other. So as I was waiting for my appointment, I was walking through their showroom. And within a period of four or five minutes, I had three different individuals approach me and, and just ask me if I'd been helped yet. Wow. I'm like, oh, you know, this is more than just uh, three good individuals. There's a culture here. And then to finish that story, I finally do the full circle of the showroom. I get back into the lobby entry area, and there's an older gentleman there that's actually physically mopping the floor. And he stopped, and he looked straight at me, made eye contact, and said, has someone helped you yet? <laughs> and I thought, this that, that completes it. This is a culture. And so I, I guess the point being is that uh, you know individuals, you know, different in- individuals can rise to the top. But I think it's really the responsibility of the ownership, the leadership to create that culture, uh, to, to just be a, a friendly person, making sure that you have processes in place and making sure that you're practicing those things because it's really not that difficult. You know, as you, were, as you were saying this, one thing whenever I teach on sales process and we talk about step one of the sales process, which is greeting, I always tell people you got to avoid the five words of death. And the five words of death are how can I help you? And, oh. and, and here's, cause here's the thing is like, this happens whenever I secret shop, you know, I walk in and someone says, Hey, if they say anything at all and I say, Oh yeah. Hey, and they go, how can I help you today? And I'll go, I'm looking for a fireplace. And they instantly jump in. Oh, we got fireplaces over here. Let me, let me take you over to this. We got, this is 30,000 BT and they jump right in. And the reason I say that that's the five words of death is because as soon as you say, how can I help you? You instantly move towards solution, 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 solution without any rapport, without understanding even what their problem was. And as we're going to start talking about over the next couple episodes, Number one, you got to greet them and you got to establish some rapport before you say that. Because once you say, so how can I help you today? You're off to the races and you got to make sure that you've built that trust initially. So I always say it's the five words of death until you've done the initial greeting that you have to do. You're so right. And it's so easy as a salesperson to say those words. We've almost been programmed by it. It just seems natural. So that's, again, why you have to practice a different way of doing it. Because if you don't, odds are those words are going to flow out of your mouth. So here's a question, Jeff. In all of your travels, how many dealers do you think practice their greeting process? Boy, Tim, very, very few. I I I would guess less than 10%, unfortunately. Yeah. And again, that comes from the top. It it, uh, it really does. And uh, it, in different types of companies, obviously, many with, uh, you know, 50, 100 employees and, and several others with three or four employees. So they're all different. Yeah. And this is the thing that I think about, you know, when a customer comes into your showroom, your business, you're on the playing field, but no one thinks about practicing the greeting. And so my thing is, okay, you know, if I can practice the greeting and no one else does, I think I'm going to win. Like if I want to win the game, I want to win a game that no one else is playing. I think that's going to be a mm-hmm. lot easier. And I just think that if you practice that, you know, go out and win the games no one's playing. Your competitors are not working on their greeting. They're not thinking about, man, how can we really make the customer feel comfortable with the way our sales team first gives that impression? You know, the other part to that is rapport is not just step one. 
um, you're going to have that customer that comes in and he's an X's and O's guy or, or gal, and they, they're really not interested in rapport right out of the gate. But um, rapport doesn't have to be just the greeting. So it, throughout the entire process, you're constantly looking for that opportunity to find common ground. And it may not happen till the very end of the call, but it's important to find that common ground in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board. I've loved getting to know you over the last number of years, and I'm just excited for you in this new role, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, I'm excited to be here too, Tim. And I've truly appreciated, uh, you know, getting to know you through the years. And thank you for everything that you brought to our industry. And, you know, you're obviously a couple of years younger than me, but I've always been so impressed with the way that you handle yourself and your passion for our industry and um, your genuine desire to make our industry better and those around you better. So I appreciate that. Oh, thanks, man. That's great. Well, hey, we'll see you next time. Sounds great, Tim. God bless. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Hanel. He's a good friend and he's just given me so much insight into how to connect with a customer and think about the greeting process. You know, when he first came to me a number of years ago and asked me about our greeting, I was, I was almost a little skeptical, like, well, I don't know how to greet a customer. I don't know how to say hi. There's nothing too crazy about that. But as we started talking about it and, and really brainstorming it, he kind of opened up my eyes to what a big deal this is and why it's worth putting thought into. So I want to give you guys a couple more things about what I think makes an effective greeting. And again, I'm not trying to make anybody a robot, but I would, I would just give you just general advice of how would you want to be treated. Now, Imagine if you got invited to a big fundraiser and it's like a you know formal dress, black tie affair, and you're by yourself. You walk into this super, super nice hotel. There's all kinds of people drinking fancy drinks and you're looking around feeling like, man, do I belong here? I don't even know what I'm doing. And, and you're kind of feeling all those self-conscious thoughts that all of us feel. But imagine when someone makes eye contact with you, comes over, shakes their hand, smiles and introduces themselves. How does that make you feel? It makes you feel so relieved. And that's exactly how our customers are feeling when they're coming into our showroom. They're coming in thinking, man, I don't know how much these are going to cost. I don't know if they're going to take advantage of me. I don't even know what I'm looking at. And I'm just telling you, when you can make a good first impression, it doesn't ease all the apprehension they have, but it buys you so much credibility. So what is it that makes an effective greeting? Well, number one, I would say it's got to be an introduction, eye contact, and a handshake. When someone comes into your store, you know, you should be able to look them in the eyes and say, hey there, how's it going? My name's Tim. Great to meet you. Shake their hand. I mean, even if they're a customer just coming in to buy some gasket rope or something that's just really low dollar, walk over, make that introduction. That, that really says something. The next thing I think is a little bit of small talk. Now, I got to confess that I'm a really bad small talker, as you probably have guessed from this podcast. My personality is kind of intense, and I like, I like to get things done. I don't like to beat around the bush, but I've learned firsthand that a little bit of small talk goes a long, long way. So try to find something, you know, whether it's something on their t-shirt, maybe they have a hat on, you know, throw out a corny joke or say something about the weather. One of my favorite things to do when someone comes in during the spring or summer is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce myself, say hi, you know, give them a good handshake, and I'll... I'll say, man, you guys always wait till it's 85 degrees to come in and look at fireplaces. You know, silly, corny joke, but, you know, it kind of gets them laughing. And from there, you might talk about something. The small talk doesn't have to last too long, but this is something that can buy you a ton of credibility, especially if you can do something with a little bit of wit that makes somebody laugh. 
after that, you want to ask that magic question that Jeff had. It's the one-two punch where, is this your first time in here? And if they say no, thank them. Well, oh my gosh, that's awesome for coming in. And then ask question number two, how was it that you heard about us? That's going to give you unbelievable insight. Because what this means is, if it's their first time in the showroom and you ask them that follow-up question, you're going to find out if your marketing's working. And I'm telling you, this is so powerful. You know, keep track of it on like a little spreadsheet that you can just have up front at the counter. This will give you so much data if you start collecting it. Now, if the customer says, yes, they have been in here, it's perfect. Because, you know, going back to the conversation that I had with Jeff, people go to heart stores like 1.4 times before making a purchasing decision. So if they've come back to your store they are coming back to buy. They really are. And you got to keep that in your mind as you go through the process. So the key questions are incredible. Question number one, is this your first time in the showroom? And question number two, that's amazing. How was it that you heard about us? Now, another thing that's really powerful is this. StoryBrand calls this the one-liner. And I think that this is amazing. And the formula for the one-liner is problem, solution, result. And the idea is, After you've asked the customer the magic question, you can say something like, so what is it that brings you in here today? And they might say, well, we're looking at a fireplace. Or they might say, you know, we're doing a remodel. Or they might say, our fireplace is broken. Whatever they tell you is going to give you at least a little bit of insight as to what their problem could be. And your response should be to give a problem, solution, and a result. And the idea is that this is going to make a connection with people. And this can sound canned. But I'm telling you, if you practice it, it can actually come off really naturally. So let's run through this greeting real quick. So let's say someone comes into the store and I go make some eye contact with them. I go over, I shake their hand, I introduce myself. Hey, my name is Tim. So glad you guys came in today. Thank you for being here. Now, do you guys always wait till it's 85 degrees out to come in and look at fireplaces? You know, you kind of joke around about that and you say, well, we really appreciate you coming in. Is this your first time in the showroom? And they say, yeah, it is. And you go, oh my gosh, that's awesome. How was it that you heard about us? And they might say, oh, you know, we actually read one of your reviews on Google. You say, oh, that's great. Yeah, we, we take a ton of pride in those. We really appreciate you reading it. It's, it you know, it's, it's really cool that, that customers have been able to talk about their experiences. So what was it that brought you in here today? And they might say, ah, you know, we're just looking to replace our old fireplace. Okay, here's a problem, solution, result. So if they say, you know, we're trying, we're going to replace our fireplace, you can say something to the effect of, Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Most homes have these ugly fireplaces that just waste a ton of energy. So what we can do is make it really simple to find the perfect fireplace and get it installed safely. And now you guys can actually start enjoying that room and and you can actually save some money along the way as well. How's that sound? I guarantee you that customers will instantly lean in and it can sound robotic. You know, that problem solution result that I just gave you is actually in my email signature. You know, most homes have these ugly fireplaces that waste a ton of energy. We make it simple to find the perfect fireplace and get it installed safely. So that way you can enjoy where you live and save some money along the way. It's something that I've memorized and that I can use on command over and over and over. Now, this is not the solution to every problem. If a customer said that they were in a remodel situation, I might say something different. Like, you know, remodels can be a huge hassle, especially when you're buying something unfamiliar like a fireplace. So we can actually make that process really simple and give you all the steps it's going to take to have it installed safely. So that way you can move on to your next piece hassle-free. 
You know, it's another problem solution result. But when you do this, you will draw the customer in and they will start to connect with you. So one of the things I try to do is get my sales team to memorize this and actually use it. And I get some resistance because people are like, oh, it's robotic and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, if you practice it and practice it and practice it, it will get natural. And we had a situation one time where we had a, a, a lady come in the showroom and I went up to her and we went through the greeting process. And as soon as I asked her, so what brings you in today? And she goes, oh, you know, we just got this old, ugly fireplace that we need to change out. I literally turned around, looked at my team member, made eye contact, and turned right back around and said, you know, it's so funny. Most houses, they got these ugly fireplaces that just waste a ton of energy. So we make it simple just to find the perfect fireplace, and we can help you get it installed safely. So that way you can start enjoying that room and start saving some money along the way, too. And this lady like full blown, almost gave me a hug. She leaned in and she goes, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we've been needing. And we were off to the races. My team member was just dying in the seat next to us. But the whole thing is that we're engaging, we're presenting a solution to what their problem could be. We're talking about the result and that sets us up to move on to the next phase of the sales process, which is understand their problem. So this is a big deal. And I'm telling you, if you can do these things with the greeting and introduction, eye contact and a handshake, have some little bit of small talk. Ask those two magic questions. Have you been into the showroom before? And the follow-up, that's awesome. How did you hear about us? After that, you do a problem, solution, result. You're going to be in really, really good shape to start to win this customer over. Now, this is actually a funny story. My wife makes so much fun of me because she hears me use this line all the time. But probably, I don't know, six months ago or so, the HPBA started a new Facebook channel for their consumer outreach that's called HPBA Hearth. And they did a Facebook live event where they went to interview me about fireplaces. And it was so funny because normally these things they'd say, well, hey, I'm here with Tim from Fireside Home Solutions. And Tim, you know, what do you do at your company? And I would say, uh, well, I manage uh, the sales team for retail sales of gas fireplaces and, and inserts and, and freestanding stoves. We've got the highest quality products and the, and the best selection in the Pacific Northwest. Snooze fest. So it was, I did this on purpose. If you go back and watch this video, you're just going to die laughing because the lady I was talking with goes to interview me and she says, I'm here with Tim from Fireside Home Solutions in the Pacific Northwest. And Tim, what is exactly that you do at Fireside? And I looked at her and I said, you know, it's so funny. Most houses have these ugly fireplaces that waste a ton of energy. We make it simple to find the perfect fireplace and get it installed safely. So that way you can actually start enjoying the space you live in and save some money along the way. Now that got us off to the races. It set the trajectory, but I think it's powerful and it's something that is worth thinking about. So with all that in mind, I hope that this has given you some ammunition for making an effective greeting. Now you can take this and tweak it however you want. I'm just telling you this is what has worked for me. So the key takeaway that I would say is document the basic things that you're looking for in a greeting and start practicing it with your teams. Make a team member greet somebody three times in a row. Get it on videotape. Watch their body language. How do they shake hands? Do they step back? Do they lean forward? These are important things, and I know it might sound redundant, but I'm just telling you, this is going to change the way that you interact with people, and not just in your work life. If you meet new friends like this, they're going to think you're so confident. They're going to want to be around you. This is the way that we want to be treated, and it's going to benefit you in way more than just sales. So with all that in mind, I hope this episode has been amazing for you. I cannot wait for next week when we're going to dive into step two of our sales process, which is understand their problem. But as always, I cannot tell you how honored I am to host this podcast. I hope that you can go out this week and be a blessing. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, 
visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all into